This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast where we... I'm Eugene Cordero. I am Ryan Stanger. <laughs> Have discussions and answer questions on all things... Health and fitness. This is solely based on our own... Working experience. And a little bit... Of bro science. So please... Keep, keep in your mind... In your mind... That we are not... Not, 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 not. not and never... Claim, claim, claim. To be... Doctor, 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 doctors. We're just a couple of dumbbells. Who love ourselves some fitness. And want to help you with yours. And that help can start right now. now. Hey, oh, my God. <laughs> Probably the best intro we've ever done. That was incredible. Holy shit. Felt good saying I was it Eugene. Did. I wish I was you, Eugene. Really? It yeah. felt like I was moving backwards. <laughs> you were when I said I'm Ryan Stanger. <laughs> felt gross. <laughs> it felt gross. I felt like I had a lot of work ahead of me. Oh. It felt like you're <laughs> trying on a shitty outfit. <laughs> <laughs> trying on a, like a, a lower ranking military <laughs> oh, uniform. All right, all right. No. <laughs> it was pretty exciting to be Ryan Stanger. To be uh, you know what is lies. also? No, not at all. Um, not a lie at all. All right, all right. I'd be very excited to be right. you. You know who I'd also be very excited to be? Barack Obama. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say our guest, but you really fucking no, sorry. Yeah, jumped sorry. up yes. there, buddy. Better than Barack. Better than Barack. <laughs> that's what he wanted us to say. That's, so. his, that's, his, that's your nickname, right? Yeah. Adam McCabe, better than Barack. <laughs> better than Barack Obama. Obama. Uh, definitely didn't ask us to say that. That was me yeah. uh, <laughs> torpedoing our guest. Uh, you'd know him from Bang Rang Friday Nights at UCB and Horny for Whore. Great Ow. podcast. Former Dumbbells guests Betsy Sodaro and Mono Agapian have been uh, uh, on our show and also co-hosts for Horny for Horror. Yeah, they're but, my buds. Uh, thanks for being here, dude. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, w- I wish your guest had been Barack Obama because <laughs> for that long pause for you to have then guessed the guy who is sitting to your left would have been perfect. <laughs> Barack Obama? Yep. That's me. <laughs> Do you I, guys- would, I would love it if Barack's wanted his nickname to be Adam McCabe. <laughs> I would love that too. That'd make me feel really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Have you guys ever met a president? No. Uh, have you? Uh-uh. Oh. I've seen one. Like George, George W. Bush like flew into Bakersfield's airport and like everyone went and watched him walk. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Just all wave and then he, he moves on. Yeah, I never met a president. I saw uh, Obama's motorcade all the time in L.A., so, but you know, they, they keep it a mystery as to where he is and what car is his, but I, you know, well, he was constantly end- affected by it and would see it drive by. <laughs> he all always over. ended up at the same place, Saddle Ranch at City Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he loves Saddle he loves Ranch. Saddle Ranch. A margarita out of a boot is the only way to drink it. Yeah. And jump on that electric or that uh, mechanical bull. <laughs> and uh, one free appetizer on the host. They always would yeah. uh, on the waiter. We were like, whoa, holy wow. shit. Way oh, to go. They're giving us the loaded skins for free? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> loaded skins. That's probably the number one appetizer that sounds great in theory. But when you get it, it's disappointing every time. Yeah. I've never had a good loaded skin. The only ones I had that I liked were when I first got them at TGI Fridays. <laughs> and I was like... They blew my mind, and I thought that I was like a real adult. Like I was like, I just pretty much like adult food now, like loaded potatoes. Loaded skins. potato skins. <laughs> what they do is they just over they over fry the like it's like a it's like if you were gonna make a really good baked potato, and you just did it really fast and shitty. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a number of them, right? Yeah. I mean, just, that's basically yeah. what a loaded skin is. Yeah. They're not, there's like too much cheese. It just doesn't, they don't do it right. Yeah. They half ass it now. They're probably frozen at this point. Sure. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is in the salad days of TGI Fridays. When yeah. they used to still wear the flare and like they would have trains in there. Now it's just trains. Like, yeah, they used to have like trains. Full size trains. They had full size <laughs> trains. the restaurant wow. every 15 minutes. It's terrifying. <laughs> really hard to talk in there. Yeah, it's super loud and, uh, and ominous. You ever hear, you ever like stay at a place uh, and like you hear like a train in the distance and it feels like a ghost train or something? I will like in my apartment in Silver Lake hear a train and be like, where the fuck is oh, a right. train? There's like that Amtrak that goes through like. Um, like past Atwater into Silver Lake, right? Yes, that must be where it's at. But it's crazy how a train whistle carries. Yeah. That and might be the most Americana statement I've ever said. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Mark Twain story. It's crazy. It's how crazy far? how far a train will go. Uh, I, it does... It does feel scary to me to hear one without context in the middle of the night. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that is. I, what do you think, Eugene? Um, what do you think that's? I mean, here in me? LA, I feel like that is a scary it's thing because you don't hear it that often. Yeah. I mean, LA is so flat though that it will carry pretty far. It's yeah. like hearing you can hear the airplanes in Vegas, even though the airport is a decent yeah distance yeah, away. Yeah, true. Or any city you're in ever, if there's a kids soccer game you'll hear people oh cheering. yeah <laughs> like no matter where you're at in la you'd be like what's going on <laughs> uh no matter where uh where you are you could throw a soccer ball into a soccer game in la right yep yep yeah that's, that's, a that's something thing. something that that's a mark Twain. i just quote, toss I the um yeah <laughs> i just toss the soccer ball in the air like at the end of he got game and it just lands in a yard somewhere and a kid kicks it <laughs> always uh i mentioned ghosts i uh, because maybe horny for horrors got me thinking about it. What's been so? What's going on there? What do you What do you have coming up? Any interesting uh, reviews or anything you guys have reviewed uh, recently that surprised you? Um, as far as or like horror faves, surprise. What we've got coming. What's great about our show is we do a different format every week, so we we don't get tired of it. And yeah. like we, we've uh, you guys improvise whole horror movies. Yeah. they're you, fully sound designed with all the sound effects. I score them. I'll make original themes for them. Those, uh, if you're a podcaster, uh, yeah. which probably every single person listening to this is, um, I think in order to get a driver's license, you have, yeah, to, have you have to have a podcast in order out. to get a gym membership too. So if you listen uh, to this podcast, there you, go. you need to you have, have to a get podcast. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but those episodes take anywhere between 20 to 30 hours to edit because it's essentially Whoa. like a full movie. I sound design every aspect of it. So if a door opens, you hear it, a song, like the theme comes swelling in and out, which makes a very stupid improvised movie feel bigger somehow. So we do those, but then we'll just have guests come by to talk about their lives. Um, We've had a lot of cool guests in the past. We had Derek Mears who played, you guys probably know, he'd be a great Dumbbells guest. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Derek Mears played Jason Voorhees yeah. in one of the latest Friday the 13th. Tons of creatures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like a humongous man, right? He's insanely jacked yeah. and the world's kindest man. And, it, and an, improv, or an improv guy. A huge or, improv guy. Is he yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He's done comedy sports since he was like 15. Wow. He's from my hometown of Bakersfield as it's well. Still, oh, wow. still does like a show, right? Like a... I'm does, pretty yeah. sure, yeah. like With uh, other stuntmen who yeah. do comedy. So they do like a full improvised action movie where they flip each other and have pads. Whoa. It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, crazy. I'm, I have a guest pushing another guest. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I'm going to take off. You guys should get Derek on this. <laughs> and we did. And all of a sudden this episode <laughs> ends. Yeah. And it cuts to the most interesting story you've ever heard. <laughs> like just fades into it. 
Uh, we also are have did the only podcast interview ever with Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about movies and TV shows. It's literally everything. So I'm excited every week to have something different to do. Yeah. Do you have um um like a Foley room set up in your house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the little table where yeah. I walk shoes on it and stuff. Uh, like, I would <laughs> I would watch that vlog yeah. all day of you pouring sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old timey suit where the pants are up at my yeah. tits. Yeah. <gasps> High heels on. Yeah, hitting yeah. a piece of meat with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what did you think of the new Halloween? I feel like we talked oh, about I heard it. it. I heard it was good. It's good. Wait, who wrote it? Danny McBride, Danny right? McBride, Danny McBride and, and Gordon Green. Gordon Green, yeah. And Green directed it. Yeah. It, it's all right, man. It's a it's The Canadian crazy. comedian? <laughs> <laughs> Bum is on your lips. Uh, <laughs> I, I had Tom Green showed up to a bit show I did at UCB once, and for some reason it made me nervous. It's like I wouldn't think that Tom Green would make me nervous <laughs> watching the show, but I was because I could see him watching the show. And then afterwards I went next door and he was there uh, – and he stood up and stared at me like intensely and walks over real slow. And I was like, what the hell is going to happen? He puts his hand and he goes, I enjoyed your show greatly. I thought it was very fun. I go, thanks for coming, man. And he like, you're welcome. And he goes and sits down. Weird. his drink. Cool. Uh, but that's not a person the, I would be intimidated by. You yeah. Think. I, I watched the hell out of his original like MTV show and oh, lo- yeah. loved it. Yeah. Like I, it was. The reason he's in the front of my mind is he is um, one of the um, celebrity Big Brother um, house mates. Oh, okay. Oh, really? yeah. oh, cool. Did that just start? It started, yeah, yeah. It just just started. Okay. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. I've never watched a Big Brother, ever. I never had until like uh, this, I think this is my second season of watching it. Maybe third season. Is Trish into it or something? Trish is really into it, okay. and it would be one of those things where I would just kind of walk by. Yeah. And go like, huh, okay. <laughs> and then, um, like they got really, I think a, um over at uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, the writers' room was right by the Big Brother house. So, so they got interested in. They it. got really interested in. And they have like a pool there, so then <laughs> I mean, they got you, into it. You can those shows know what they're doing. Yeah, they've lasted yeah. this long for a reason. So if you give a give it a little bit of time, it'll get you. I mean, that's why you know people go nuts for The Bachelor and all that stuff. Yeah. Sure, and, it's like yeah. a very well well done or edited reality show can be so fun. Oh my yeah. god! It, I recently got super into uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. Sure, yes, holy shit. Just yeah. the formula is so clear, and it's so fun. It'd be amazing to write for that. Like, I can't imagine. That's yeah. my new goal. To write for a reality yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. To write specifically for, <laughs> for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So uh, what about Halloween? Okay. I haven't so, seen it yet. So. so no spoilers. Yes. I will say, like, the comedy doesn't work in it. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's crazy knowing that those two wrote it, and I'm a huge fan of their stuff. Yeah. Um, to, like, know that the comedy parts just don't hit. Do you but, think it's because of the people in the movie aren't comedians, or do you think they're just, it just doesn't go with the tone of the movie? Tonally, it's off. Uh-huh. Because it has, I would argue, the scariest scenes in a Halloween since the original. Woo! Like, there are intense scenes. There's one scene specifically that, that I, I thought was horrifying. 
It's like wow. just to watch it unfold. And it's not like scared. Like I'm like, but like, holy shit. What, have we ever had that, that scare <laughs> happen recently? I had it happen a couple minutes ago when uh, your cat just brushed by my leg and I oh. always forget you have a cat yeah. and I didn't know what was touching me. Yeah. I That's why I went, <laughs> yeah. you'll have to edit that out. Yeah. No, we'll edit more of those in throughout. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like your regular thing. I think the last time I got like that scared in a movie, uh, I was on tour and we were in Seattle. We had an off night. So I went to see the new Blair Witch in theaters alone. Okay. And I was the only person in the theater. And I usually sit pretty close to the front because I don't like people in front of me. Uh huh. So I'm the guy ever. who's like the fr- ever, yeah, ever. Yeah. That's why you notice uh, the way I, oh shit, you guys are in front of me right now. <laughs> Let me turn my back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I watched Holy it alone. Yeah. And, uh, God, this is the best mouse work ever. <laughs> Dude, give us another mouse. Uh, <laughs> 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 classic good. mouse. That's a classic mouse classic. and a <laughs> Nutribullet. <laughs> uh, I watched it alone and hi. And um, the third act of that new Blair Witch is very intense. Really? Oh, cool. Wait, very even, intense. I didn't What's know the, there was a new Blair Witch. How many Witch? Blair Witches are there? There are three. There's Blair Witch, which was the original. Yeah. There's Blair Witch, Book of Shadows, which was like a proper studio movie. Right. With like shot on sets and stuff. So this is like, this is a moneymaker for us, so let's ruin yeah. what was good about it. Let's the ruin movie. what's good about it. They even do like a meta tongue-in-cheek thing of like the movie exists in that oh, movie. Yeah. And it's just very weird. But then the third one is like a direct sequel to the first. So it's another uh, like found footage shot. Got it. And the beginning to middle are not good. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it gets to the end, it's intense. Really? And so when I, when the movie ended, I was like, oh, that was pretty intense. Uh, I guess I should go back to my hotel, which was like this old art deco hotel. I was taking a bath with the door open and a curtain was billowing in my room. And like I only left one lamp on like an asshole that was like the, the dimmest lamp in the room. <laughs> oh, so man. looking in the room looked like something was moving the curtain and I didn't want to get out of the sure. <laughs> I'm like 30 yeah. sitting in there just shaking and scared of the Blair Witch. Wow. That's uh, scary. Oh, wait. Uh, so then Halloween has some of these equal scares. It has moments that are that intense. Yeah. And I feel like then when you try to go like for straight up comedy mm-hmm, in the middle mm-hmm. of that, tonally it just felt very weird. It was also kind of improv comedy too. Yeah. Where you could tell like they're just letting people riff a little bit. Got it. Because yeah. it's like that's kind of their thing and that's what's cool. And I was like, uh... You know, like Carpenter had a good sense of humor and would write a few jokes in there, you know, or like a sight gag type thing. But it was never like a, uh, uh, you know, like a long drawn out, like, uh, you explain to me why you're eating that for lunch. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you 10 reasons. Number one. Riff, 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 riff. And it, the other uh, guy, riff, riff, riff. It felt like little host bits to like palate cleanse for the next act. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, you guys are funny. Go out and just talk. You're just right. riff for 10 minutes right. until Michael Myers is ready. So it's not, so <laughs> Michael Myers gets prepped for his yeah. next He does, bit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like the jokes in like Get Out, for instance. No, not no. at all. Not at all. No, no they no. don't feel like earned or sincere in yeah. any way. It feels like, let's have a very Quentin Tarantino-esque conversation in the middle of a horror movie. I see. Yeah, Which everybody slips. I, I, and I, you know, like a lot's been made of like the current state of improv in movies and how it kind of takes you out, which I do agree. But I feel like if you want the dialogue to feel natural and you want people just to talk, great. The problem is, is when you t- you see people like have the energy and motor that they're trying to be funny in a conversation. Because uh, then everybody feels the same. Like, well, this was like a normal cop for... 
10 minutes and now all of a sudden he's riff you know he's like yeah, yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr in Iron Man you're like what the hell why yeah. are you why are you snarking now all of a sudden got yeah. it got it but if you are if you say something funny in character as the police officer that sounds natural great it's just when it feels like it it yeah. makes that turn but uh like I would say one of the strongest things in the movie in my opinion is the score and Carpenter and his son and his godson return to do the score. Oh wow. And it's fucking awesome. Scary. Yeah. Well, I would w- say minus the score it wouldn't be half the movie it is. I agree completely because the score is very like you yeah, notice doesn't it that the most. make doesn't that make a horror movie though? Or yeah. help. <laughs> it's a huge part of it because you, it, it's all about like creating suspense, right? Sure. So if you have an iconic theme and that theme starts to come in slowly, it's going to affect you. Yeah. I think it's the same as horror as any genre. So you don't have to split it up where it's like in the dark night, they use that. I forget what the sound effect is called, but it's like a psychological thing that you could trigger where there's like a tone that gets louder. And oh. so it'll make you feel anxious. So anytime the Joker was going to come on screen, you'd hear an alarm quiet that gets louder and louder and louder. He did it in, um, what's the war movie? Dunkirk. He did that as well with ah. like just a rising siren because it creates anxiety. So if you have a theme like Jaws or Psycho that yeah. comes in, it triggers that emotional response to you. It's cool though. Like horror can be so cool about like making you feel a certain thing. Yeah. It's one of the few genres that can do that. Of like, I'll, I'll create this feeling of dread in you before anything has happened. Right. I'll make you feel horny. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I'm just that's making, what you I'm just making say. a statement. Yeah, that's a statement that you always, that. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I was yeah, away. Yeah. I was I didn't hear what Adam said. I just yeah. came back. I left yeah. and I came back and just wanted to say well, that Well, my favorite part of this, which unfortunately listeners don't get treated to, is watching Eugene let you sit in it for a while. Oh, man. Welcome to our, <laughs> welcome to our world. Yeah. I, and then I, in the Big edit, swings, I make it even longer. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Big swings and no support. <laughs> <laughs> make does that, it oftentimes doesn't warrant support. So make that pause even longer and add in in the background, quiet, quiet, the sound of a train. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun. Yeah, I, I would recommend seeing it because it's a slick movie and there's a lot to like yeah. about it, you know, and uh, it's one of those that's maybe a victim of its own success because people guys- are like, wow, this is so good. And, you know. Go in there with your expectations managed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, To see like a Halloween movie, but not Halloween. Yeah. Definitely the best since the first one. Although I don't hate two or three. I I think two is better than the new one. I would go one, two, maybe the new one. But I'm also like a Halloween apologist because I, I love... Like, I think the whole series is fun. Yeah. They, they do get progressively shittier. The only one I do not think is a good movie at all is Halloween Resurrection. That's the one with Buster Rhymes oh, and Tyra right. Banks yeah. as yes, the stars, yes, yes. where it's a reality show. It's got right. some fun scenes, though. <laughs> Trick or treat, motherfucker. Yeah. Eddie, uh, Buster Rhymes drop kicks Michael Myers out of a window. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. He says, like, he gets three, like, kill lines to Michael Myers. Oh, man. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Happy Halloween, motherfucker. He gets a lot of them. Yeah, it's it's kind of like weird Buster Rhymes wish fulfillment. Like, if you yeah. like Buster Rhymes, you get to see him kick some fucking ass. Sure. Which is kind of fun. <laughs> Wait, two, Halloween 2 is the one that leaves the, like, no, it goes sta- away from it? No, it stays yeah, in the world. It, it's, Carpenter it's the moment too. after. Right. So, like, the movie ends and Loomis is still looking for him. They go to a hospital because they take Laurie to the hospital and he just follows. So it's like a continuation of the first movie. Got it. Which I don't think it's that bad. No, the problem is the new guy they have for Myers doesn't look as... He's, like, shorter and, like, yeah. doesn't look right. Well, the shape himself, 
the guy who played the shape, Nick Castle, his name might be. Um, fuck, if I got that wrong, no horror fan will listen. <laughs> yeah. You just lost <laughs> me for horny for horror. Uh, um, but he is only like 5'7". Five eight. He he's like a shorter guy. Oh, in the, from the original one. Yeah. Oh, he seemed hulking. And a lot of people have been like, "Well, that makes him not scary to know he's that short." And replies have been like, "Well, does it? Or is it scary that it's just a normal white dude?" Yeah. <laughs> Which could be like the scariest thing I could think of walking around my yeah. house. Yeah. That's like the it follows movie. Oh, yeah. dude. I, could, I, I you can make anyone one. scary. Anybody's scary. That movie's fantastic. Yeah. That that's movie's- another example of scoring. Like effective scoring. Oh, is that a sc- yeah, but that's that's definitely in the Carpenter world. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was something that he did, and now like he's back scoring movies. Is he? Yes. He's like Thank nobody. He's God. like I'm. I'm happy to do it. I'm glad I'm getting to do it. And nobody had asked me to until this Halloween huh. thing. That's and he was like hell yeah I'll do his it. His treatment as a director and a writer is so disgusting to me because he's arguably made the greatest films of all time. I would argue The Thing is not just the greatest so horror great. movie ever made, but one of the best action movies ever made, one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, start to finish. Yeah. And the scoring. Wow. His action movies are all fantastic. Right. Yeah. He's, just everything about his movies, because he does the score, he writes it, he directs. He's like, he, he has a clear vision, and you hear that. All his themes are killer. I haven't liked the movie. He doesn't really love, like, Starman. I think it's great. I enjoy I that. It. You don't remember Starman with no. Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges uh-uh. and Margot Kidder? No, Who's it's Karen Allen. Karen Allen. I get them mixed up, too. I always too. do that. Similar. Um, and then I like, I even like Christine, which she kind of like oh, yeah. hates. Yeah. Christine's I like when the car like, f- like puts itself back together. Yeah. Dope. Did like all that practical. Like they had hydraulics and they had the car crunch in, you know, like just crunch together. And then he shot it in reverse. So it looks like the car is like regenerating itself. What, yeah. um, uh, what is he scoring now? Oh, he, he, so he did the Halloween, and then uh, he's doing, like, an, another uh, horror movie, I think, for Blumhouse. Oh, very cool. And, but I, I bet you'll hear him pop up more yeah. now that yeah. it's... Because he yeah. does it with his son. Uh, Betsy and I g- went to the Palladium to watch him do his scores live with Gabrus and Rogers, and um, what a night. Yeah. Like, if you get to see him live, go. Because they play clips in the movies that the score is from. There's minimal banter. He just shows oh, up he just and rocks. Plays. He's like such a square, like normal guy. Just like plays them. Weirdly, won't close with the Halloween theme. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess it's so exhausting to play. They have to put it when they all have more energy to play it or something. Yeah, and uh, he did, they'll do it on Halloween night, and it'll be like just in the middle of the show. And then he's like, he closes with like the theme for I don't know, assault on precinct thirteen yeah. or Christine. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, we're seeing. Uh, so I guess we got, so we got to oh, talk yes. about exercise, so, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Enough about horror. If you want to listen more about horror, you just go to Horny for Horror. Yeah. Yeah. You can find that on, you know. Anywhere yeah. you listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Do you guys review the newest Halloween on it? We didn't. Okay. Uh, and people have asked us to. That's kind of thing. I don't know, like, if you guys get, like, the same requests over and over. Yeah. Like, probably the same questions. Sure. It's like, how do I not be overweight or yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Um, but, like, we do get a lot of that. Like, talk about Halloween. And I don't know that that movie would be fun to hear us talk about. Because that, to me, is like, well, we would, like, sincerely talk about things that worked or didn't versus doing something from the eighties. that's silly and stupid yeah. or the nineties. Yes. It's more fun to talk about something goofy than it is to talk about something good. Yeah. Like, right. I don't know how funny it would be to hear us talk about it follows, but right. it'd be funnier to hear us talk about a movie that's weird as shit. Sure. And we could tear it apart. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it is hard to find yeah. the humor and like something well, was pretty well done. A couple of problems. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks for listening. Hey, the dumbbells here, guys. 
Uh, yeah, you guys, we're in 2019. It's a new year. New year. Uh, we're a month. We're a month in. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's been one month in. You're starting February off, right? And it's time to keep going with some of those health goals. You know, maybe you didn't get started on time. That's okay. Right. There's no such thing as on time, but there is something that you can take advantage of right now, and that's um, getting the vitamins and supplements you need to have a healthier life. Right. You got to go to Care of. It's an amazing vitamin company. It's TakeCareOf.com is yeah. the website. But uh, this year, you got to make your health and wellness a top priority. You really do. And uh, you can use uh, Care of's monthly subscription vitamin service uh, to do that for you. Yeah. I mean, it's a real easy thing to do, especially to use Care of, because they have an online quiz that lets you know exactly what your body needs. Right. So the quiz is fun. It's easy. It doesn't take a lot of time. People are constantly coming up to us demanding that we tell them what vitamins to use. Yeah. And we're like, dudes and dudettes, we don't have the time and we don't know enough about you. Yeah. And we don't have, uh, you know, we don't know all of the lifestyle things that you're going through or that you, you know, that is easy for you to do yourself. Less than five minutes it right. takes to we take We don't this. have an online quiz, but care of does. So yeah. take this quiz and then they'll give you guidelines of what they recommend that you should take. And then guess what? It's very easy and convenient to get those vitamins and supplements to you. How is it so easy? Because it comes to your house. Literally comes to your house. Yeah. It gets shipped to your house and it comes in daily vitamin packets. Yeah. Does it get any more easy? What do you want them to open the packets and dump them in your mouth? Yeah, is that what you need? Because usually, if you don't use this service, you have these big jugs all over your house. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, my I had that before I started care of. My son was slipping on them. Yeah, my wife and I were rolling around on them like a lumberjack. Yeah, you challenge. guys put it sideways and just like use it as wheels for your car. Yeah, it was too much. It was too much. It's embarrassing my son. He was like, I don't like this whey protein wheel that we have on our car. Exactly, and instead now you have these supplements. And your vitamins in these easy daily packs so you know which ones to take which days. Yeah, that's and that's a huge development because Eugene and I joke we would forget whether or not we'd taken our vitamins, what time we were taking them, but if they're in an individual pack, you're set. Yeah, absolutely. You throw it in your gym bag. You throw it in your gym bag. Or if you're traveling a bunch, you can bring, you know, how many days you're traveling, and you you don't have to bring the big containers also for the travel. No, and, and they got you covered. You want to add stuff to it. You can add stuff to your monthly subscription. Yeah. You want to take something away. Couldn't be more easy. If you're vegan, vegetarian, there's supplement options for you as well, like, to fit your dietary needs. Right. And here's a nice thing, too. You want to do something good for the community. A portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation which provides expected mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. And even though we're in February, we want you guys to take advantage of the month's special New Year's offer. You get 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering the promo code DUMBBELLS50. Dumbbells 50 for 50% off your first month. 50% off your first month's order is going to TakeCareOf.com, entering the promo code DUMBBELLS50, and you'll get that. Get those goals squared away, guys. Get those goals squared away. (laughs) To talk about, to switch gears, you mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast already, but uh, Bakersfield. Yes, grew up in Bakersfield. Yeah. So take us back. Young Adam McCabe, are you playing sports? Are you you the California kid doing soccer? Mm -hmm. I did play sports in high school. I did football freshman year, 
and shot put and discus freshman year as well. Ooh. Uh, and I was ranked third in the city in discus. Oh, really? Cool. I was really happy about that. Were, were you like a kid? Because you, you skateboard. Were you? Yeah. Did you skate as a kid growing up? When I did. did. When did that start? I, I probably started skating when I was like, I mean, like every kid, like 12 or 13. Uh-huh. And then it's like got serious about it at, at my team, like 16, 17. But I was never good. It's like I could ollie and kickflip, but that was it. I was like, right. I'm not doing like crazy street skating or whatever. So I just did it for fun with friends and would like film them doing it whenever we had a camera. Oh, cool. But that's a good, that's like a good workout and like yeah. a good activity. Yeah. And uh, good so like reflexes and, and, you know, like all of that stuff. I have really good balance and I credit it to that. Like just skating constantly and like being able to like be quick on your feet if you fall or you hit something. Yeah. Sure. Uh, just being super nimble. Uh, and then did you, in, in, did you enjoy s- sports when you were little or was it just more high school? Like this is the thing to do. My friends yeah. are kind of doing it. My dad was so cheap. He wouldn't let me play sports growing up. Cause he didn't want to pay the, like the fee, like $50 <laughs> right. ASO fee or whatever it was. Right. Right. He refused to pay it. So he's like, just do something else. So I played video games a lot oh, you did. and read a lot of books. So I wasn't physical at all growing up. So I was a chubby kid cause I just stayed indoors and read. Uh, and then when I hit high school, I was like, oh, it's like free to yeah. right. join the team. So I'll do it. And I loved it. And what, what position did you play in football and stuff? Um, I was a, I was a tackle uh-huh. and a tight end for a while. Okay. Um, cause they wanted to switch me over to that cause I wasn't the biggest dude. So they're like, well, sure. just do this. At least you can like run fast. Right. And I loved football so much, but I also did theater. And what killed my love of football was my coach after practice one day was like, Hey, I see you're doing plays and stuff and you know that you have plays on Friday night. We're going to have games and stuff. You, you ultimatum one or the other pick. That comes up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a weird, and you picked a- theater. I did. Because I, I was also, like, into punk growing up, and the second that dude's, like, ultimatum, what do you want? I go, well, I'm going to go with the one that doesn't make me pick. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with the one that's, like, fun and not, like, so serious sure, about sure. Yeah. You ever hear of reverse psychology, <laughs> Coach Murray? You heard well, Coach fucking Murray? read about it, you dude. Idiot. Wait, so... Um, Bird uh, in the bush is worth what? How'd you get into, <laughs> like, shot put and discus? It just, uh, I wanted to do as many sports as possible. And I was like, oh, track tryouts are coming out. I don't want to run. Yeah. So what can I do? You I did can't the field jump events. high. I, I can't. I'll just do shot and discus because that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, and it was. It's but so fun. Aren't those that. dudes like humongous? My my team was pretty big. They're yeah. like, uh, it's, they're like the, the dudes who have huge bellies, but also their upper bodies are insane. Yeah, yeah, and That yeah. was all my team. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same with like the ladies on our team too. We're like just built. They're stacked. Yeah. So, but I worked out like crazy in high school. I would run five miles a day and then we would all, we had like the on-campus gym that we could use because uh-huh. we were on the football team and we all hung out and just talked shit and worked out and it was so fun. In addition to that, I had 24-hour fitness. It was called Family Fitness Center, I think, when I first started there. Okay. But it was in my town and I would drive there. I'm 16 years old. I have nothing to do after school. So I would go there and I'd be there for like three hours. Just lifting weights. Just lifting weights constantly. And we would like- Hanging out with families. Yeah, I was hanging out with a bunch of families. My friends would go too. We'd have our disc mans in our pockets, sure. our cargo shorts. Yeah. And we would like. It had to be in a cargo short. <laughs> it was in a cargo <laughs> short. Fit in a pocket. Yeah. Um, and we would like just push each other. Like yeah. it was like, it was cool to have that. It was like the first thing in my life because my dad never let me play team sports where I felt like the motivation of a dude be like, you could, you could squat more. 
Yeah. You could squat more, do it. And we'd like trade off the belt because one guy had oh, his right, dad's right, right, belt. Right. Yeah. So we would switch that up. And it's like when you're young like that, you feel no pain. So, so you funny. just like, yeah, I'll do more and keep going. But I was, I was, I got cut in high school that like freshman year. I had similar kind of experience. Like I started working out earlier because my dad was into it. But similar in high school to where it was just, we would like go to the gym and sure. stuff and hang. It was like part of a hangout. And yeah. it's lucky if you can, if you find yourself in that friend group that just gets into that, sure. you know, and then it's like weird accountability and, and motivation that you don't even realize. You're just having fun as a kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and it's like the, so that's the, the social activity. That's the social yeah, activity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so everybody you gets don't to have, have that. Yeah. Oh, and we would move like so fat. Like we would, I love the social aspect, but we also, would blast through workouts. Yeah, there was there, no like hesitation. It's like the second I'm done, you hop on. We yeah. Would, there would be like three or four of us around one machine, just like quickly trading off. Yeah. It, it felt cool to have that support group. Do, uh, do you have siblings? I have an older sister. Uh-huh. She played soccer. She played soccer. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like sports wasn't like, other than that, you kind of made lifting weights almost your sport. And then after yeah. your freshman year, did you, you didn't play football anymore, but you stuck no, with discus. I didn't and stick stuff? with discus and shot put either. I, I phased that out, and I realized like, oh, I like the like social gym aspect of it more. I'll just do that. You like so, the training? I didn't like the. I love the training. I didn't like the way people mentally got in competition. Got it. Was upsetting. Yeah. I yeah. remember one game we were playing, and I was down on the line, <laughs> and the kid across from me was like looking up at me at his helmet. He was going, uh, uh, he goes, oh, I'm gonna kill you. It was like saying shit like that to me, and I just laughed. Yeah. Because right. it's like, what are you? doing i was like i'm here for fun and the second they like hiked the ball he dove at me and it's just the thing where you like grab his helmet and just push him straight down yeah like, just fell immediately but i remember being like i don't want people to be like depressed or upset they didn't place and like that part of it bummed me out yeah i loved practice sure i love that but i didn't like seeing how it affected people negatively as well with like the pressures they'd put on themselves yeah so it was more of like just like the social aspect of even Team sports was more of what you wanted to do. Yeah. So then, in, so then I, I remember like, I ran track for a while. I would do it with, I played in high school, like I played football, basketball, and track. And so um, I didn't stick with basketball and track um, all the way through, but I remember there was this guy who would, uh, w- would occasionally get made fun of uh, on the track team. And uh, he was a real weird guy. And, uh, he was like, I, I mean, maybe it's because you're even calling him weird now. Oh, uh, listen, yeah, uh, yeah well, he's a real uh, fucking freak. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're yeah. listening, uh, you know who he is. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish the story and then see where you where you land on him being Great. weird or not. Uh, and so he uh, he this one day, uh, you know, there's there's girl. You're talking to girls. You're doing sure. stuff, and like everybody would like after practice would kind of hang out around the uh, the uh, pole vault mat. It's like a huge mat that you kind of like lay on and talk and stuff. And so uh, we were like, we were all laying on there talking and he kept jumping in the middle of the mat saying, uh, I got a golden tiki. I got a golden tiki. And I was like, what, what are you saying? And he, I finally found out he's saying, I got a golden ticket, I guess. Referencing, I got it right away. Yeah. Referencing uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And so I pulled him aside and I said, hey, don't, don't do that. <laughs> you can hang out and talk to us. And I get that, that you, you doing this means you want to do that or you're yeah. trying to get some kind of response, but you're not helping your situation wow. by jumping, saying, I got a golden tiki. This is going to haunt me. <sighs> this is going to haunt me. Like, what was he trying to do with that? 
I think maybe trying to just, I think he wanted to hang out and be involved and didn't know how. And so, uh, he wanted people to kind of laugh at it or think he was a little bit, I off guess. And then get, you know, that started a conversation. Like that was, <laughs> I don't his, know. but that, the relent, he was relentless with it. And so now I, relentless. well, I'll always think about it. Like it pops into my mind when I'm, I read, uh, my boy stone, my boy, some Royal doll books where we'll watch the movies. And I'm like, man, remember that track day with, I got a golden tiki. I got a golden tiki. Yeah, him saying it weird like that to me makes me think of when kids hear something that they think is funny in a movie or show and they just repeat uh, it. Oh yeah. That's why I'm wondering if he like heard a comedian say that. I was like, Oh, here's a funny joke. Yeah. But he's just saying the punchline. Could, could, could be. be. I don't know. Also in a <laughs> way, excuse me. This kid kind of won. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about it now. <laughs> like he's affected your life. Yeah. So yeah, he's kind of done it. I mean, that was in high school too. So that's it's true. That's I true. hope you go to your next reunion you and see him, and I want you to walk up to him and go, I got a golden ticket. And, and I wonder how many kids will do that, or how oh, many shit. people would do that to Yes. Him. That kid's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. That man. <laughs> that man is a legend. Is a legend. Yeah. The, uh, what'd you I, do, I, dry I, hump I, on a mat? That kid, <laughs> that kid is affecting people to this day. Yeah, what'd you do, lay down on a fucking pole vaulting <laughs> yeah. mat? Yeah. The real uh, squares. Uh, this is a fun thought experiment. Unfortunately, I, I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't so, know, I don't know that he did win, but right. uh, I, well, I tried to help him. I, I want said, you to... I want you to go to your reunion just so we can. Yes. Okay. And I but, hope uh, he's there. I hope he's still alive. If he's not there, you can walk out and leave immediately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but do that for us. Okay. Fair uh, enough. So, um, I got so, one person I'm here to see. Not here. Later, dudes. <laughs> Later, you losers. You look at all of the name tags when you get there and you're like, is he here? No. Is he coming? No. I ran him out. Yeah. Let me see the RSVPs. <laughs> what do you got, Amanda? Yank, I remember you. Violently yank a clipboard out of some woman's hand. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's my purse. I know it's a clipboard, you dummy. Let me see it. Um, so uh, then sophomore year through senior year, you're just doing theater mainly. And are you still lifting weights with those yeah. dudes? Still going to the gym all the time. Yeah. Um, doing that. Started playing music. And that's where I like got into like, uh, you know, punk shows, which is very cardio heavy. Yeah. Like being in a pit and being all sweaty and, and shoving each other uh, was a good good way to get that energy out, too. What what? So growing up, did your parents, uh, do they have healthy meals for you guys? No, or not at you, all. Yeah. My family is very per- unhealthy. And we're pretty close and age wise. Uh, it wasn't there wasn't a, there was start of kind of the start of a movement, but people didn't quite get it then. Right. It wasn't yeah. a big deal to go to fast food. Well, fast food was like kind a, of a rage. At the time, it was we like were. a family meal yeah, to yeah, like yeah. go yeah. and like getting pizza and all that stuff. Like people weren't really soda, all that stuff was not quite as vilified as yes. it is now. Right, like, yeah. you just do that. Like that's just the that time. was just what families did. It was yeah. like every meal we had like huge glasses of of milk and um, buttered white bread. Sure, <laughs> it's like with everything, regardless <laughs> of what the dish was. And it was also like a make sure you eat all your food type situation. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But like clean plate was club, so bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just make sure you finish. Finish your buttered bread. All right. And Lots like of desserts. What was what was bad? Like what was like the meals were just like. Carb heavy, carb heavy, tons of cheese usually, sure. uh, lots of butter stuff. And my mom also worked for Nestle, so we had an outdoor freezer that was full of every Nestle ice cream product. Oh, oh Jesus! Just like uh, so, like my friends and I, when we'd skate, we'd go back there. I'd open the garage door, we'd open it, and like just they loved you. Pile on, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. 
Yeah, they loved me even though when we'd skate, I just would stand in the back and go, I got a golden D. <laughs> <laughs> but every day when I'd come home from school, I'd have like a crunch bar. I'd have a tandem bar sure. or bonbon, like multiple at once. Yeah. Eat dinner and then go out and have tandem. it again before I went to bed. Tandem bar is delicious. What so is that? Tell it's us. half ice cream sandwich, half crunch bar. Holy so shit. like you get the best of both worlds. What? I would eat the crunch side first. And Do then they still make... I hope. Well, I hope not. I hope no child is eating any yeah, of this. Yeah. I don't want them to. Mom, we're out of tandems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but weight had always been an issue for my family. So okay. that to this day affects me. Like knowing like my family struggle with weight. Sure. And with like trying to be healthy, but then like just eating a ton. But because we would time. all like encourage each other to like go wild. Yeah. Because we'd yeah, be yeah. like, guys, we should get pizza, a ton of wings, a ton of ranch. Sure. I Let's mean, make it, sandwiches out of the crunch bars. I mean, there was, yeah. you know, it was, it was part of, it was what in that, in your family, like brought happiness was like this kind of, it was kind of together. Like, oh, if we eat bountifully together in this way, then we're all happy as a family. And yeah. that's like the mentality that's hard to get rid of. Well, that's, we you talk, know. we talk about like mixed neuro associations. So you start to equate good times and good feelings with the food you yeah. had at those yes. times, yeah. you know? So when family was having fun, you guys would eat a lot and eat, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah. And so now you remove the good times and you're like, oh, I want to feel that. This is all in the subconscious. Then you just seek that food out to right. kind of, you know, fill that need. I mean, it's, it's like the, it happens it's, for everybody. It's like, the score situation. Yeah. yeah. It's like all of that. Like, it makes you feel like... The Brando movie? The Brando De Niro movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The score. <laughs> the movie. Um, and then and also the, fee, the Fuji's album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both of those things. We're talking about both those. Oh, I, I love that Fuji album. Fuji Lala. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but you in high school are in good shape because you're lifting all the time. So even yeah. if you're eating that ice cream, it's like you're, you're burning it off. If I'm not lifting, I'm skating. Right. So it was like constantly back and forth, just like burning through calories. Right. And, right. and totally fine. I'm mm-hmm. like, I look great. But then the moment you get out of high school, you start going to college and like, I'm busier. I'm not working out as much. Like sure. You see like that weight fluctuate. And what's, uh, and, and, uh, where do you go to college and stuff? I went to Cal State University of Bakersfield. Okay. And it took me six years to graduate with a BA because I kept taking time off. Okay. I would take time off to re- go record music or play like play out and then come back home. Because I went to a college in my hometown, I could stay with my parents. It made it easier to travel for music and stuff. I see. And come back. I also took one year off of college to do as many manual labor jobs as possible because I, at a young age, was had a very like Kerouacian uh, ideology of like, I need life experience. Yeah. I'm too young and I don't know how stuff works. So I'm going to do as many manual labor jobs as possible. And I did like 20 jobs in a year. Like what kind of jobs? Cable technician. Did you just keep quitting them? I kept quitting. (laughs) Well, I would tell them that up front to be like, I want to work. I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'll be your best worker. I'm probably not going to stay long because I got to go back to school. Like, got it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I don't give a fuck. Um, that big Sean song is very funny. Yeah. Um, I was like a cable guy. So I, I know how to climb up that pole and get like a line from the pole to your house and right. go through the wall and like set up a TV. Got it. I work for Coca-Cola where I was forklift certified. So I know how like a forklift works. I also know how a Coke can goes from like their factory to your fridge. Like all this stuff I learned and it's helpful. Like to this day, I'll fix the cable lines in my apartment if sure. there's an issue or if someone has a problem with their system, I could fix it. Um, just getting life experience because uh-huh. I wanted to have that. 
I thought you told these people that you were doing this just for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like weirdly fine with it. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of them did. Like, I'd be like, hey, I, I'm gonna not going to work here long. And then when I'd get to the end, they'd be like, well, just stay. We'll like give you a raise or whatever. I was like, oh, I want to go yeah. back to school, man. Yeah. But I want to keep in the forklift. No. Yeah. So then you no, did. Yeah. So you did all this larceny. You did all this manual labor for a while. Which, by the way, the main reason I want to talk about this is because. They were all physical jobs. Yeah, I was going to say. So I, I cut weight again. Right. Like as a cable guy and a soda tech, like soda merchandiser, I was sweating constantly wearing a full work outfit yeah. that like I just would be pouring with sweat and I, I got super trim. I had to lift a 50 pound, uh, you know, 50 foot ladder, more than 50. I forget the weight of it, but it was a lot on my shoulder, be able to sling it on my shoulder, carry it, put it up on the side of a house, extend it. So like I was jacked again because right. of that. Right. It helped. Uh, so... Uh, at this time, when does, when does like the concern about food or nutrition start to factor in? Is it something that you always, cause you mentioned, uh, the family dealing with weight yeah. and you're still kind of living at home during college. So you're eating the same, like you're yeah. not focusing in on stuff. I'm yet. eating the same. And a lot of times like just soup just bad because you're out late sure. with friends. You're just getting Jack in the box constantly for like every meal. Right. Uh, Jack in the box and Carl's jr. Were like right next to, Oh, we love Del Taco too. It was like, we alternate. We'd go there like every night. Right. And this is all 24 hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like when we're done and it's 2am, we could still get a full meal. Right. Did you guys ever really love Jack in the box? I didn't did you have, always regret it. I, n- I didn't have it growing up. Oh yeah. Cause it's regional. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Where do they have, they don't have them in, they Michigan. didn't have them in Detroit. They didn't have them in New York. So it was like I would hear about them in L.A. or see them. And, you know, we had uh, Carl's Jr. is Hardee's, I think. Yeah. Right? Yes. So we had Hardee's. I liked Carl's Jr. Yeah. So I would get like a burger from Carl's Jr. I'd be like, good. Scratch the itch. I got it. Felt good. But then I, and then I would see Jack in the box and like the sourdough uh, burger like mm-hmm. looked good and I would get it and I felt like it was pretty good when I was eating it but then I'd be done and I'd be like ooh feels gross now yeah well, I would get that more from Jack in the Box than I would from any other place for me so you talk about the mental thing that was like I felt good because I let myself have it yes oh, so okay. it's like that's how I felt good and it's the same thing with like any late night meal now when you're like drunk or, or yeah. just like high and it's like oh it feels so good to eat something bad because I'm letting myself yeah. So it's like you're getting away with it's a something. Bad. Reward and and uh, a treat. So yeah. you're not yeah. thinking about the food itself. You're thinking about the idea of the yeah. food that's and making it tasty. That's that's the most dangerous thing for me is is the mental component of it. Got it. Because I have great work ethic and I could do it. But when I mentally am feeling low, which can happen um, because I, I have that where I go through waves, uh-huh. where I feel great, I feel fantastic, I take care of myself, I'm on top of everything, and then a co- like a month or two will go by where I'm on a low, and I eat like shit, and I stop going to the gym altogether, where like my gym won't see me for a month to a month. And so a half. you so you go all or nothing. I do, I do usually, yeah. yeah. But I, I will like your guys' podcast and your personal advice. Stanger has has meant so much to me. Hearing other people talk about this and hearing you address it, yeah. Where like you talk about like, hey, if you fuck up, that's fine. Sure, you're okay. That was one meal. Just keep going. It's like great. That's where I normally live. I see. Where it's like if our team bangering goes to like hang out and get food, I'll eat. Yeah, I'll get a beer or two. That's fine, and I'm fine the next day. I go back to normal. But mentally, when you get on one of those lows. I eat the bad food constantly. It'll be like almost every meal. 
and I don't exercise, I don't do anything, and I feel bad about myself for doing that, and then I continue to do it because I'm still low. Right. So like it like makes it it's a cycle. Continue. It's a cycle. Yeah, it's a I cycle. then get into a cycle that I then have to break. Yeah. So that's where you mean that like all or nothing thing is like that's where one day I wake up or it's at night and I go, that's it. Tomorrow I'm done, and then I stay that way for a long time. Yeah. Um, the way you've uh, and and you've broken it, it that cycle has happened a couple of times. A lot in, your in life. my life, yeah. a lot. But that again is like tied to my family. With like one, we have a depression in our family, mm-hmm. and two, we have uh, like weight guilt. Mm-hmm. So my mom is overweight, uh, and then my sister and I, our whole lives have like fluctuated, and it comes from that like not wanting to be overweight, but at the same time being upset that you are. So then you eat. And so yes. you talk about cycles. It's like yeah. really hard to break in my family, and we always talk about food uh, in a negative and positive way. Where we're like, we talk about food, we love it. Oh, you should try this, right? But then we also talk about, God, I've been so bad lately. And we'll like talk about that with each other, Uh but then still eat bad when we're together. Right. The psychology of it is so complicated. It Um, really is. Us doing this show... There's no, nobody's the same. Like literally there's themes that will re- constantly reemerge. Sure. We're like, Oh, this is that for sure. Uh, but nobody's the same. And, and then as a trainer, um, just being able to experience people's different psychology around it, you have some, co- uh, some clients over the years that it's been so complex and I don't even know even where to begin because it's like, I'll have clients that intellectually understood what they needed to do. Um, but then they they would say, I cannot talk about it with you because it's so triggering for me. Like any mention of it will make me want to rebel. And so and like I couldn't, you know, you know, I couldn't say like, well, look at it through the prism of this because it'd be like the second I even said like any kind of authoritative role. Right. She's like, look, you're just going to make me want right. to go eat. So yeah. we can't talk about it. You know, people like that have like scale anxiety and all this, there's ton, you know, and it's this, and everybody has to eat. Like you have to eat food. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you're just constantly like up against it. You know? is, I'm sure you guys have talked about this uh, before or a lot even, but it, that is the thing. I feel like a lot of people, that don't have issues with eating, don't understand is like, well, with like a, a drug addict, I don't need heroin Absolutely. to live, but I need food. Yeah, we talk about that quite a bit where it's just like, you know, if you smoked cigarettes or smoke cigarettes, it's like there is a life and you lived a life where you didn't and you yeah. lived well. Um, and uh, But there is never a life where you lived without food. Yeah. It's always there. It's always there and you always need it, and you and you need it to survive. It's yeah. actually, you know, just like, you know. And then on top of that, you add the fact that like time is like we're all such busy people. Sometimes it's easier for me to just eat out. Yes. Cuz oh, I, I yeah. literally don't have the time to make yeah. a meal. Right. Yeah. So it's like I have to eat. I'll try to do the healthiest thing on the menu, but if I'm only next to this, I guess I eat that. Right. Well, and then if you've had some kind of um, mild eating disorder, um, which often does happen if people sure. aren't happy with their body weight, they'll they'll develop some kind of unhealthy relationship with food. The weird thing is to uh, to break out of that and get your desirable body image, you have to use pieces of this disorder that you're fighting. Right. So that's like, it's like, okay, well, now I want to do it. So now I have to kind of embrace certain components of this un, 
unnatural act, you know, yeah. it's tough because you, your, your biology gets all fucked up. So now you're up against your biology is competing with your psychology. And it's like, you know, you don't know which one is governing you. So yeah. complicated. Yes. Yeah, fucking complicated. So like finding a way to completely reset all that. Right. And then just being at a stage where you can just trust your biology. Like, okay, I'm trusting my hunger and it's serving me and I'm maintaining a healthy body weight. That's the ideal, but it's fucking hard to get there. And I'm not always there. And I, you know, sure. I work in health and fitness and I do this fucking show, but there'll be times where I'm like, guess what, buddy? You're, <laughs> you're compulsively eating or you're not, or you're compulsively exercising or yeah. whatever. It's not, this isn't right. You know? Yeah. I mean, there is always going to be like the peaks and valleys of everybody going through that. Like it's not, it, it really never stops because you have to pay attention to it to a certain extent is because if it's not one aspect of it, it's the other. Even yeah, if you're unless you're eating, some like genetic freak that's naturally thin, right? But that even being mm-hmm. said, the older that person gets, yeah, then things they, will change. Yeah. If that person starts you finally a hundred years old, now you got to deal with it, right? But that's even <laughs> like this genetic freak still needs to work a nine to five job or gets fired from like. Just because they're a genetic freak doesn't mean that yeah. they're good at their job. So then let's say they get fired <laughs> and they end up at this new place and then the hours are different. Then all of a sudden their yeah. chemistry goes, I mean, is True. different. There you go. So yeah. it, it all it all is relative, relative to your life. That being said. I ate 25 tandems. Look at these abs. You're going to fucking fire me? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that guy. That guy, <laughs> when he was working at Jamba Juice, was so nice. Though. <laughs> Hey guys, it's me and Stang. Listen, it's been a month then again. We're talking about this. It's, it's month, like, month into the new year. Yeah, month into the new, new so year. So listen up. And you know what? Like listen. starting a healthy routine is one thing. Maintaining one and that's, sticking to it is a totally different thing. That's the key. And that's the hard thing. And to try to do that through the whole year, we get it. But you know what? We don't want you to have that issue when it comes to your oral hygiene and brushing your teeth. No, stuff's going to happen. Stuff's going to come up. You might not get the sleep you want. You sure. might fall off the diet, but you got to take care of your mouth, guys. Yeah, you might, you might skip a workout here or there, but you, you can't be too tired to brush your teeth. And you need to brush your teeth at least twice a day. You got to do it twice a day, and we got the brush that can help you do that, guys. Quip, guys. Quip. You got to get quip. Get quip. It's an awesome... A vibration sonic toothbrush. Yeah, it's effective. It's an effective clean that's gentle on your gums. Yeah. And uh, people brush too hard. Yeah, some people brush too hard or think that the, the vibrations are a little bit too abrasive themselves. And this is the perfect mix of the right size, the right style, and the right vibrations for uh, brushing your teeth. Yeah, I mean, quip. so they're straight up teaching you how to brush. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew this before that before having a quip toothbrush, but there's four quadrants in your mouth, and you're supposed to do each quadrant for 30 seconds. I didn't. I mean, I thought there was. I thought my mouth was just one quadrant that I would do for about 14 seconds. You thought your mouth was just. You called your mouth a quadrant for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Like, Kiss me on my quadrant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you used to say to me yeah. all the time until I said no. But guess what? There are four quadrants in your mouth, and you're supposed to be brushing your mouth for two minutes. So, this, yeah, 90% of people don't brush all four quadrants and don't brush evenly. Yeah. And don't, don't be brush, that 90%. Don't be the 90%. Be the 10% that's doing it right, especially in this new year. And the, the Quip toothbrush has a pulse. 
that goes off, a pulse timer that goes off every 30 seconds. So you know it's time to move on to your next quadrant. Plus, after the two minutes, there's this additional pulse that goes off to let you know, hey, you're done brushing your teeth. I know you've had a blast. Right. But it's time to finish up and time do the rest do of your day. Do something else. Yeah. Either go to bed or start the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pay attention to that kid. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. That's my own mind. But pay attention <laughs> and try to do it. And, and, it's, a, and it, it's easy to do with this Quip toothbrush. You like the multi-use cover? I do. I do. I like, so it's a stand. It's a mount. You can slap that sucker on your mirror. You can also, but I use it to be the case of when I travel. So yeah. I don't just have one of those little plastic, like... You know, like that little plastic thing that you put on the end of a yeah, regular it's like a weird brush. little alligator head on the <laughs> yeah, end. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead, you have like a stylish, sleek case. Oh, it looks cool. I like. I, I listen. This is what I was doing to you know to really let people in. I just let my like. Tur- toothbrush out there in the open. Right. <laughs> getting yeah. all dirty on so my you're getting dirty... like the detergent on it. Yeah. Gar- you're getting like your deodorant. Yeah. Everything. T- maybe the TSA wants to scrub their ass with it or their armpits. You know, they, they hold it for long enough <laughs> that they they pull it out. They put it in their ass. Anyways, <laughs> who cares what happens at the TSA? Yeah. Well, you just you use a cover. Yeah. Now sad. you have a cover. Yeah. It, it looks cool it does it looks slick like you know you can get that that brushed aluminum look that's what i got it looks cool and and that way you take care of yourself with this toothbrush also did you know that you're supposed to change that brush head every three months again i didn't know that right one quad for a mouth 14 seconds for a brush and i was keeping the same toothbrush for years yeah so now <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that that's a lie you're trying to be positive but but at least holding on to it for six months. No, yeah, time. truly. I yeah. wasn't changing it as often as I should. It looked like those weird bristles. Like, it would <laughs> all just be shooting off the sides. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're trying to leave my brush or something. Guess what? Now you're brushing for two minutes, and you're also getting the brush heads delivered to your house every three months, so you get a brand new brush head, and you know it's time to change it. They're on it, so you're never at that stage where you're like, oh, I could tell this brush is no longer effective, but I don't have time, so I'm just going to use it, I guess, for no reason. Yeah. Now you're getting it automatically delivered to you. They're, you're always on top of your toothbrush. You're always using a fresh, clean brush that's right for the right amount of time. And we love it. I personally love it. It's changed the way that I've brushed my teeth and I want it to do the same for you. And there's like millions of people that are also happy and have healthy mouths because of the Quip toothbrush. So check this out. Quip starts for just 25 bucks and you can go to getquip.com slash dumbbells right now and get your first refill pack for free. They're covering the first refill pack. It for starts you guys. at twenty five bucks. Twenty five. You get your first toothbrush. You get your first um your your first pack when you get that toothbrush. That that one that you get after three months. That's free on us. That's on us, dudes. All you have to do is go to getquip.com slash dumbbells, or you can go to g e t q u i p dot com. It's the same thing. Getquip yeah. slash dumbbells. You know how to spell it. Two b's, two l's, and you get. That first refill pack for free. Take care of your gums, baby. Yeah, babies, bell babies. What is helpful, I think, to everybody, or is to hear what breaks you out of that. What What do you do? What do you do, Adam? That has gotten you to like kind of break that cycle one time, or you use this thing of going like this helps me break the cycle a couple of times. Oh. Because it keep it will keep coming back, and that's fine. But it's yeah. like you, you you start like knowing that there's like kind of different rooms you can go in 
that might help you at different times. And you open up yeah. that room and you go like, is this going to do it? No, nope, not today. Okay, <laughs> let me go to this other room. Yeah. I think for me it's like when I know I, I want to get back in order need to, I get a good night's sleep. Ooh, yeah. And then that's because as busy as we are, we tend to like forego sleep sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll get a good night's sleep and I wake up, I feel super refreshed. Uh-huh. And then I'll, I'll walk around like either my apartment or I can walk outside and just like starting that walk first thing in the morning. I'm like, cool. Now I feel ready for the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. another thing that's been very helpful to me is something Stanger, I believe you had said on the show about like, um, uh, resetting with that, that like training mentality. Right. But also you had talked about to me about breaking up workouts. Cause I would, I would go to my gym and I would do a class and then I would do free weights for an hour. Okay. Or I would do an hour of cardio, and then I would do an hour of weights. Right. I always go two hours minimum when I go to the gym. And You're doing high school days, baby. Yeah. I'm trying to get back to it. Yeah. I realized I was doing too much. So what I'm doing now is like for my, yeah, I'm overtraining. So yeah. I'll do my cardio by just walking around the neighborhood or do something physical in my house that just gets my, my blood moving. And um, <laughs> that's what you say, right? Yeah, yeah. Get or your blood moving. I want you to get your blood boiling. Get my blood yeah, boiling yeah. Yeah, good. Just get pissed somebody off. Uh, and then what I've started using my two hours at the gym blood for curdling. is <laughs> I get my blood curdling. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym and I do an hour of weights. I don't do cardio at the gym. And then I do an hour of like, I take my time. I sit in the sauna and relax. Yeah. I've started adding in mental components to the gym of, I sit in a sauna and I sweat and I just sit in quiet. And that like helps my mind. Cause what I've realized I have to do is I have to move my body, but I have to have time for my mind. Yes. And that's, what's helping me get back to the gym is knowing that I have the, I have the me time in the locker room where I take a shower I sit in the sauna. It's relaxing. You I used shower to off never again. shower. I never showered. <laughs> yeah. Famously, never took a bath yeah. until I was thirty. Yeah, but now that I've and added then ghosts in, always visit you then. <laughs> yeah, and rub my legs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not here. Yeah, you guys see me get molested by a ghost. Um, but I've started realizing I can have an hour of self care at the gym, and that to me is as important mm-hmm. as the weight component. Sure. Well, and that's so you you nailed a couple of things for an all or nothing, which a lot of people are, um, is so you, you, you have this gym becomes this untenable thing where it's like two hours, you know, and then it's like you take, you know, depression, busy, whatever it is, takes you out of it. And then you're like, OK, well, I, I definitely want to gear back up, but this is, you know, it's two fucking hardcore hours at the gym, which I do like when I am doing, but it's a lot to get into. And then you'll just avoid it. Yeah. You know, because it's like you're busy, whatever. And it's like you're at some point, you know, you're going to go back. But then and then a week can turn into a month, can turn into a year or whatever it is for each individual. And so I think, you know, making, you know, that divorcing that mentality to where it's like, hey, a half hour is good. I can make yeah. a half hour work for me. Yeah. Right. And then maybe I have like a like a, a banner day where I go for two hours or whatever it is. Great. But it doesn't have, that's not the expectation anymore. That's just one time. And then also, in addition to that, so divorcing that, it's like you don't do the cardio there. You do the cardio differently. You do your weights there, cut down on the time. Now, adding the positive uh, feel-good stuff to the gym improves the likelihood that you'll go there, yeah. right? Because it's like fucking sauna feels good. Treating myself feels, feels good. Yeah. I've right. been to Sino Farms before, below yeah. my gym, so I go get like the superfood salad. Great. That's delicious and iced tea. I just like take that hour and a half to just relax and treat myself. Right, yeah. I'm not really looking at my phone. Right. I have it off. I'm listening to great music or an audio book, and I just chill for an hour and a half. Yeah, 
Love it. Self-care, man. Yeah, and that can so so um well I I I'm just imagining I have I'm having pop-ups of people saying, I don't have four hours to do or whatever. Sure, sure. So if you don't have that time, figure out something else small or with the time that you do have that you can add something like that in there. Yeah. So if it's you know, if you have an hour and a half, then you work out for X amount of time and then you stretch for a half hour right. or you uh, you know, I don't know, you find a place like that has coffee or tea that you like yeah. and you treat yourself that to after- afterwards or whatever, whatever it is. This one small thing that well, you can do. It's also a, you know, if it's, it's, it's also realizing that self-care, the mental care is just that, just as if not more important than the physical care, because mm-hmm. it'll get you physically there. So that being said, if you don't have two and a half hours to go to the gym and you only have an hour to go to the gym, you know, um, four days or five days a week, then like, you know, make it 15 minutes of, you know, self-care and yeah. then 45 minutes of that workout. It's crazy. If you're listening, you have like the mental component is a huge factor for you like it is for me. A, th- a thing I've started doing a couple months ago that's that's had great benefits for me, I, I feel so much more relaxed, is, God, the amount of time we like check in with Instagram or Twitter yeah. and it's like just checking that instead of doing that, I've started using my phone a lot less. And let's say I don't have the time to go to the gym and relax and do all that stuff. I'll go into my office, lay on the carpet. I have like a high pile rug. I don't look at my phone and I just will either lay in silence or put like a score on like a, like Philip glass or something. Yeah. Just lay down and close your eyes. Just relax for a bit and breathe. Yeah. Like give it's not full blown meditation, yeah. but yeah. give your mind a rest is going to make you feel mind. better. Mind, Quaid. <laughs> Open your mind. I have also... Start the reactor. (laughs) I've tried to stay away, not completely, because it's part of our business and stuff. Again, tied to what we do. Yeah. You have to do it. Uh, The social media stuff is just, it's toxic, man. Yeah. And you're a troll. Yeah, you're always on yeah, there like, trolling people, troll, trying man. to fight. Yeah, you're always people. commenting on my photos. Yeah, gaining a bit of weight. Yeah, like, Jesus, Eugene, I don't Let's need this. Let's put it on, bro. <laughs> fight me, fight me. Yeah, I put. There's a lot of fight me's. If you look at my comments, it's pretty much that's all I do. But like on like pictures of people's kids. Yeah, <laughs> fight me. Your kid's not as cute as my kid. Aww. But you know, like there's that. It, it, I mean, you know, that's... a lot of a lot of this the time. You know, like. You're watching or you're looking at curated, you know, um, you know, it's, it's almost the same way of like it's an echo chamber. Yeah. And, and and you need to just start focusing on yourself and what's actually yeah. around you. Yeah, It's important you say focus on yourself. The thing that social media is doing <laughs> and I'm saying this for the first time. No one's ever had this, con- <laughs> this critique of it. <laughs> But it's the idea of like comparison. Right? Yes. So it's the same thing with like following people who are like workout uh, influencers or anything like that, where it's like, if it's in comedy, I'm comparing my career to someone posting like, Oh, I'm on the show. And I'm like, shit, I really haven't booked anything in a year. Right. Or I sold the show. It's like, God, I haven't sold anything recently. Then I see someone working out. It's like, God, look how good they look. And that's their transformation. I've been doing it just as long as them. Look how I look. And that can be like a trigger thing as well. Yeah. I I kept comparing myself to Steve Martin's career. And I was like, (laughs) God, now Steve Martin's getting this, this lifetime achievement award. 
keyboard? My banjo playing sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking something up because I read it a while back and it's kind of, um, it kind of is, makes sense with what we're talking about now. So Schwarzenegger. Is it a poem? <laughs> is it Robert Frost's poem? <laughs> two, two paths diverged. <laughs> I, I remember a while ago there was a Nick Weiger, friend of the show, Nick Weiger, had a great tweet about that uh, poem by Frost. And he's like, we get it, Frost. You were into anal. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. He took the path less, tra- less travel. Uh, early days of Twitter. Um, so, and apologies to Nick for bringing that up, if it's something he wanted to That's get That's problematic away. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just, you just uh, doxed him, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he already deleted that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, also, is he your friend? He said friend of the podcast. He's not. I will never befriend that man. You were, Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, my, yeah. No. My friend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your friend. <laughs> My yeah. friend is Mike Mitchell. Yeah. Aww. You're Spoon Nation. Yeah, I'm Spoon Nation. I'm, I'm Burger Brigade. Uh, so this was um, uh, from Schwarzenegger wrote this uh, article for CNN um, or somewhere. I Maybe CNN just picked it up. That's where I'm looking at it now. But it was after he got heart surgery. So he had multiple, he's had multiple heart surgeries. And the last one he got was open heart surgery. Jesus. And like it was, it was gnarly. And like I saw, you know, he's always... On is like, uh, we're talking about social media. I follow him and he's always on, hey, this one to do say hi and I want to do remind everybody about cherry mandarin and all this shit. <laughs> he's always like super like, <laughs> he's super high energy and like fun and all those things. I, yeah. I just love him sitting home. He's like, I should say hi to people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's really involved. Like he gets social media or like whoever is coaching him up, like yeah. gets it and knows how to do it. <clears throat> Fuck Jerry Media. Yeah. And uh, so he, uh, he, um, wrote this article because like, I mean, there was a few posts that he did like after the surgery where it was not the same Arnold. He was like, I'm not going to lie and say that they feel great because they don't feel great. They feel okay. And it was like, whoa, whoa. not, yeah, not yeah. saying great. So he writes this big article about the state of kind of health and fitness and what he went through and how he had to come back from it. And he was like, you know, when you go through something like that, it, it takes a lot out of you and the recovery time is a long road and, you know, not being able to ride a bike and all that kind of shit. And so he's, he's, and he's pretty self-aware about it. It's like, I get that people are going to say, look, you were, you had a lifetime of health and fitness and being in shape. Your road back is going to be easier than mine. And he gets that and acknowledges it. But this paragraph here, he says, um, I miss my bike. Yeah. (laughs) He says, going through that process showed me that many people put too much faith in big moments, believing they'll suddenly flip a switch and be healthier. There's no such thing. A healthier future is every tiny step we take or every little rep that ultimately leads us to our goal. We all think we can do it alone, but no one does, uh, no one does anything alone. As always, no one is self-made. We all need support. Even Terminator, so he has to do something cute in there. Got it. Yeah. But I liked... Hey, hold on. This is too sincere. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There it is. Oh. Oh, and he was in that movie. I forgot why I liked you. (laughs) Why do I like you? Oh, yeah. You were in that movie I like. (laughs) I guess I'll listen. But uh, (laughs) Terminator Genesis, my favorite thing. (laughs) I like the way y'all spelled it. Makes sense that way. Uh, but we, I, I just like the wording of putting too much faith in the big moment yeah. yeah, because that can be, you know, you're waiting for that switch to flip or some magic to happen. And I feel like I'll even rewrite history in my own mind to where it was like, man, I feel like I just woke up one day and started training that hard. And it wasn't like I right. was little things that I did that all kind of culminated to me, you know, getting rolling again. And that same kind of like basing it all on the big thing. This is also like, 
you got to think about like um, not trying to be like if you were if you were at one point very healthy and uh, and you looked your best. You can't compare yourself now to what it was then or what it took for you to get there. Then you have to think about your memory is not right of how that happened. Right. In your mind, you're thinking like, "Fuck!" I was run. I remember running and being, and it felt great. And then now I feel like fucking shit, dude. I remember looking at like some things recently of like, "Oh man," at that time, and I'll see a picture. I'm like, at that time, I still was so focused on this little thing that I didn't see the bigger, you know. And it was just like a picture of like us all hanging out at like Universal Studios or something. And I'm just like, man, I I have I have to just kind of focus on, you know, what makes me happy and what's moving me forward. Yeah, uh, and it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So what do you where, where, where are you at now, what? McKay? What's going on? <laughs> what, what's going on now? What yeah, are you, where are you? At? I, where are you in your peaks and valleys? Uh, I've been in a valley for a bit. Okay. So I I feel a. I'm like, I'm about to start ramping up again. Like this helps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is straight up therapy talking sure. to you guys, which is a great service that you guys do for the comedy community. Uh, and I mean that sincerely. I know I'm laughing, but, um, even for a Terminator, <laughs> yeah, even for a Terminator. Yeah. Uh, but I like, I'm, I'm ready to start back up again and it, it's going to start slow. It's going to start sure. with me going and doing like the 30 to 45 minutes of lifting and then just, sitting in a sauna and walking around downtown because I work out downtown and I intentionally pick downtown from my location. One, because it's easy for me to get there and park, Uh but two, it's an area of town I don't normally go to. So I like walking the neighborhood like, cause I park Uh, in a sky rise and I could walk downtown, which is so beautiful and I never go there. So that again is a mental thing of like, Oh, I get to walk a nice area. I don't normally go to. Yeah. So it's like attractive to me in that regard. Yeah. It seems, it's funny that you're in a Valley right now because the way that you're talking about it feels like you're on your way (laughs) to do it or you're already in the, in the middle of doing it. So it's like good that you're already like getting yourself pumped up and excited for your downtown walks. And the idea of a sauna, man, I got it. I got to get into it. I got to find one. Get yeah. into it, man. Get I got to find one. Get one through the backyard. Yeah. That's easy enough. Thank you, Stanger. A <laughs> couple of grand. Way to solve the problem. Dig a little dirt. Yeah. yeah. Put, a, put a blanket over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't got a blanket or some dirt? Come on. Eugene's uh, sauna is just hot dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that apple in your mouth? <laughs> it's like a fucking Hawaiian uh, yeah. buried yeah. pig. Uh, I think uh, hearing you talk about it and being positive, I think that's another uh, piece of actionable advice. Yeah. If you're at a place to where you're not, you haven't been exercising and maybe you don't even understand why, get with somebody um, that's, that's into it also, that knows you well, you feel comfortable with, and talk about all the things you like about it. Yeah. So it's, to, like, it's just a little reminder. Like, well, what, well why, why did I go? What did I like about it? I like people watching there. I yeah. liked the oh, way right. I felt afterwards. I liked, <laughs> well, I don't know, whatever it is. What, you don't like people watching? Oh, oh I, I do, but I love it. The, the look that Adam gave was gross. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I do. That is super important. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to have friends that that uh, you know that will work out with me still to this day, or like talk about it. And I try to open up dialogue with people where I'll say like, if I hear someone kind of talk about like being down on their body or like mentally like where they're at with it, I'll say just 
like call me or, or shoot me a text if you're ever like feeling like that. And just explain to me how it's feeling to you. It's like we should be more open about it. You talked me through. I was going through some rough times about how big my dick is and how embarrassed I am about yeah. it. Yeah. And you really talked me through that. I that helped was, you through it. Yeah, yeah. it's important. Yeah. Just because you have a massive hog doesn't mean you can't be happy. Yeah. Or yes. can't use it for other things. <laughs> That's what I try to tell you about. And you you don't want to listen. I'm like, buddy. You're just trying to get up in your pig pit. I'm trying to just get that dick into my pig pit. <laughs> yeah, well, it won't fit. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it's part of his problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll, uh, and it's, I need a bigger pit. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's it's a burden I carry. Yeah, you know? well, I thought I was foolish enough. I've known you for ten years, and I was foolish enough to believe that you were about to say I help you with something <laughs> sincere, and then it went with that. It's yeah. like, how have I like in this moment? I now understand how Elmer Fudd can continue to be tricked. <laughs> <laughs> to be fooled so deeply. You're like, oh, I would love to hear this. Oh, that's a bit. I helped my friend with something. Never yeah. mind. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. An early 90s big dick joke? Great. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for being a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Some comedians love self-deprecation. Nope. Not Stanger. Yeah. Nope. Nope. He'll, he'll go for the highest road. Yeah. Uh, the so, highest road being a big dick joke. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. so self-appreciating. It's refreshing. Uh, well... I mean, uh, I'm excited to have you back on when you're, yeah, come, you know. We'll have you come back on, and we'll see where you're at. Well, I want to hear Ooh. about a peak. See I wanna... me when I'm on a peak. Stanger, you remember like a, it was like a year and a half ago when I was just like insanely cut again? Yeah. It's like I look and feel so much better. And that's the crazy thing about the mental thing is like when, I, when I'm doing it, I know how much better I feel. Yeah. But it's just getting there. Well, but, here, yeah, I'd, I'd love to come back on and talk the, when I've been the doing healthy it. differences yeah. now is that it's not you're not beholden to this what your idea of what a great two hour workout is. Yeah. Right. You've changed that. And so that's going to be your challenge is maintaining that because once you get rolling again, then it's easy to kind of like start creating these weird parameters for yourself. Sure. And then when you're off, it gets it makes it that much harder to get back in. Yeah. So it's like, no, this is the time's up. It's done. Or, you know. I only did 15 minutes today. Yeah. That fucking counts. You have to trick yourself that that counts. Sure. Not trick yourself. Convince. Don't be tricked. Convince yourself that that does count. Know that it counted. I got dressed. I drove downtown. I parked. I walked upstairs to the gym. I did this. Great. I did it. Yeah. And like just getting that routine set up again. Absolutely. Hey, even going to the gym and stretching and doing a sauna day, that counts. That's, that's a, that's a workout. That fucking counts. (laughs) That's yeah. going to happen next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. Anything that puts you in the building, man, count it. Love it. Count it. Awesome. Right? Um, oh, so uh, anything you would like to plug? Like uh, Horny for Horror. Yeah. Please listen to Horny for Horror, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Sure. I also recently put out music. If you're a fan of rock and roll. Great. I have a band called Good Goes Away, and you can find it on any streaming site as well. Oh, uh, quickly, before um, anything else, since you are such a music guy, uh, music of choice when you're when you're working out. Oh, good, great question. Are I, you? Ready? I, I only listen to the intro to Corn. <laughs> are you ready? Over and over, and I scream yes, and then it resets. And I scream yes. I listen to fast stuff. I listen to like punk rock, or okay. I listen to. Um, I've recently gotten back in, really into like uh, like EDM. Okay. Like great high energy dance music, and that's super fun. So I'll alternate. Is there a song? What I want to start doing is uh, figuring out if there is like a crazy mix that we oh, can make shit. of all oh, of yeah. our guests. Give, give us one. We'll start give us with a you. song because you're you're a music. Yeah, because you're a music guy. Good goes away. Oh shit! Oh, this is hard. 
Uh, music on the spot. Shit. Um, a song. And, uh, like a song that you know that you do either you ha- you do listen to or you feel like is like a song that you will like, oh, here's a new song that I like that cool. I will put Guilty on Guilty my- pleasure is allowed. Yeah. It doesn't have Great. to. I'll give you an, an old one just to kind of give you an idea of what I yes. listen to. A song called Deadbolt by Thrice. Wow. Okay. Uh, I love the tempo of this song is great for when you're running on a treadmill or if you're working out anything that's driving and just has like a driving beat to it. So try Deadbolt by Thrice. Great. It's not a new song. It's an oldie, but a goodie, but oh boy, it'll get you pumped. Great. Okay. Love it. Um, and then continue the, uh, your plugs. Oh, and you can, you can hear his music on spot. I listen it's to it on, on Spotify. Spotify. It's, it's on Apple great. Music. It's awesome. Check it out. Good goes away. Check it out. It's got some great guest appearances. We got El Jefe from No Effects, drums from Tony Thaxon from Motion City Soundtrack, and a spoken word intro by Lauren Lapkus. Wow. I got all the stars. <laughs> all the stars come out on this EP. Um, cool. Great. Then, yeah, horny for Horror, we said. Yep, great. Yeah. And so for us, if you guys have a question for us, if you want to email us your song of choice, uh, for the maybe we'll put it on the Mega Mix. Probably not. No, maybe we will if it's if it's... If we like it, <laughs> we'll pick a, we'll pick a winner. We'll pick yeah. somebody to win. Uh, you can reach us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com for something long. Yeah. Um, for something short. Yeah. Or, um, if you just want to reach us on social media, the devil, uh, you can do so at, at the dumbbells and yeah. that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Got them all there. So on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the Dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, Adam McCabe, we would like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty clean. and live in between. Hmm? <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>